Matisov for the Devils plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matteau swoops in to intercept. Matteau behind the net. Swings it in front. He scores! Matteau! 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 Stefan Matteau! And the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby! Canis. Here we go. Thomas Sarek has been begging to go with Lucic. Lucic under. Cracks him with the right. Lucic gets him in the air. Turtles. Thomas Sarek down. And Lucic taunts the Montreal bench. Sunday, Sunday, July 16th, the boys are back, morning skates, Cat and Hal here, Hal, say what up? Howdy. Or howdy, either one. Alright, so, this we're not entirely sure what we're going to do this summer, because we're going to try to do a podcast every week, but it's not really much hockey going on, so we're, we're really just going to try to think of stuff outside the box, stuff that we would want to talk about. Does that sound good with you, howdy, Hal? Yeah, it does. I do have a complaint before we start, though. Alright, com- complain your little heart out. Uh... So we scheduled we scheduled this uh, podcast to start around noon today. Oh my god, dude! And our fearless leader over here was gonna try to push it back because he wanted to watch one more episode of Game of Thrones for like the third time, so we could get caught up before the season premiere tonight. Um, that's just kind of inexcusable in my books. I'm not inexcusable. You're inexcusable. Let your nerd flag fly, dude. I mean. Not nerd, you're a nerd. Dude, all of Game of Thrones is, isn't it just like soft dicks and dragons? No, dude, it's hard dicks and dragons. Lots lots of tits and ass, dude. Alright, well, I can't get past the fucking English accents. I just thought that was a little inexcusable. That's all I got for today. Alright, well, while he was busy complaining about this, he also said that I was king of the north of Saratoga. So I did he, not say that. He, 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 yeah, he did. So we're just going to leave that out of there, I guess. So said, what does that even mean? So, no, you know what? Hal, from now on, instead of calling me Ked, call me king of the north. King of the north? Just like that. Alright, so without further ado, we're just going to jump into things here. First one on the topic, uh, so I was on Reddit a couple days ago, and I saw this one thing. It was like, hey, if you could lay somebody out with an open ice hit, who would you pick? And subconsciously, I kind of thought I came up with it myself, and so so I tweeted it out, not really thinking anything, and it just kind of blew up. We got a bunch of impressions, like 424 votes of who people would want to hit. I thought I was a viral sensation, really went right to my head, and then Hal sent me a screenshot of the Reddit thread that happened and i was like fuck maybe i did take it from there so that one's on me i'll take full responsibility i I forget who said it but hey great question um so yeah so we we tallied them all up uh top three for for anybody listening whoever follows our twitter account was brad marshan ryan kessler and sid the kid um hey guys how about you think outside the box a little bit for me like one time like the person who wants to lay out zuccarello i respect that the person that wants to lay out johnny hockey i respect that 
everybody's going to say Marshan. Everybody's going to say Kessler. Everybody's going to say Crosby. Is that really what you guys want to do? Because King of the North type people like myself, we, we, we stick to our guns, and we create cool people to fucking get laid out. Yeah. Be more fucking vanilla. Like, That's yeah, what I'm no saying. You want to hit fucking Marshan, and yeah, Kessler's a little bitch, and like, yeah, I get it, Crosby, like, I don't know, like, come up with something a little outside of the box, I agree with that, a little, kind of weak answers, we expect a little more out of our fans. Pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty weak, there were some really funny ones, though, like, Kyle Clifford made me laugh, Zuccarello made me laugh, uh, Ricard Raquel made me laugh, like, those are the types of things that you're gonna be, you know, that's gonna get me a little hard over here, everybody else kinda, you know, like, like Hal said, a little bit vanilla for me. Y'all want you to just be a little hard. Yeah, so I went with Tomas Plikanic. I said that because he wears a turtleneck. Now, I'm going to get out in front of this before it fucking comes back to haunt me. When I played college hockey, when we did our team pictures, I was wearing a turtleneck. So I wanted to just clear that air really quick. But the one difference between me wearing a turtleneck and Plikanic wearing a turtleneck is I played club hockey and he's in the NHL. So I think that makes him way more douchey than me. I don't know. That's tough. Why? What was going through your head when you went to the club hockey pictures and you're like, I'm going to put a fucking turtleneck on. This is going to look awesome. Do you want to know the real answer, dude? Did you have like a fucking hickey on your neck? No, but I, when playing college hockey, I didn't really take care of my body that well. The only workout I really had was when we had to do bag skates and I would always make sure that I was like four feet before the, the boards turn around. And the turtleneck made my neck look skinnier and made me look skinnier. So I was doing it for the Instagram likes, if I'm being honest. All right, I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but at least you, you manned up to it and gave me an honest answer. That's yeah, Phoenix is the fucking worst, though. Oh, I don't my know. God. He, isn't he, though? I don't really know, like, what his deal is, why I hate him so much. He has that smirk and that stupid goatee, and he's got the turtleneck rocking. And he's from the Czech Republic, but he, like, I don't know. He just gives me like the vibes of somebody you'd like meet at like the Jersey Shore. <laughs> okay, I got I got the exact opposite kind of vibes from him. <laughs> what vibe do you mean? What are you talking about? From from Placanic, the vibe I get is he's the type of guy that like uh, you're walking in the hallway and like you bump into him and he immediately goes to the teacher and he's like, oh my god, did you see it just what happened? And the teacher's like, I didn't see it. So the next day you're walking in the hallway and you get like a couple feet from him, and he just falls over, and he starts pointing at you. That's the kind of vibe I get from Mechanic. Fair enough. Yeah, that's good. I just think he might be wearing an Ed Hardy t-shirt, too, on the side. Uh, I think Mechanic's more, I think everything in his closet's from Old Navy. <laughs> like the Flag Day t-shirt collection? Yes, yes. And, like, the cargo shorts. And uh, he probably has a couple, six set of, pair of Vans. Uh, not, not a Mechanic guy. So that was my number one. My number two is Chris Kunitz. He's probably going to be the only player. I, I haven't looked this up, but like when you win four cups, normally you go to the Hall of Fame. He's not going to go to the Hall of Fame. He's a little rat, fake, tough asshole who I, I just don't like him. And it's right out of Step Brothers. Like, I think it was Will Ferrell. He's like, I want to punch you in the face. And he's like, is there anything I can do? And he's like, no, Like, it's just your face. Like, That's the vibe I get from Chris Kunitz. I just look at him, and I immediately get like very angry. Fair. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why I hate Chris Kunitz, too. I mean, part of it might be a little bit of jealousy just because he's basically rode, rode the coattails of Crosby for, like, six years. I think he thinks he's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of expect him not to do shit in Tampa next year, so that'll be that'll be uplifting for everyone. Talk about the line. There's not going to be a line in hockey that I hate more than Kunitz, Callahan, and, like, Killhorn. 
that's a gross line. You have a guy from Harvard, you have Chris fucking Kunitz, and then you have Captain America on the right wing. That's just, it's brutal. Like, every time they're on the ice, I can just see Tampa fan being like, oh my god, we have the hardest, grittiest third line in the league, dude. Okay, yeah, but you also have Dan Girardi on the back end. You're just taking the New York Rangers sloppy seconds, if I'm being honest. People don't forget when you had a photo of Ryan Callahan in your room in a Best Friends Forever frame. That was for my ex-girlfriend. People also don't forget that when we played the Lightning in the playoffs, I pissed on it and then burned it. So. <laughs> Too shit. Okay, and then my my third one goes to uh, Mark Stahl, and in the question it was supposed to be a clean open ice hit, but I made sure people knew that I hit him from behind. I'm talking I would want to end his career. I hate the guy. I hate everything that he stands for. I hate his family. I hate his kids if he has any kids. I hate his wife because obviously she has some issues. Uh, just Mark Stahl in general is just – What? He married? I think he – yeah, he has to be married. Who would marry him? I don't know, man. I mean, probably a girl who's like, hey, like, my husband sucks at hockey, but at the end of the day, I have a huge farm in Thunder Bay. Yeah. So, yeah, Mark Stahl, you can get fucked. Um, so those were my three. Hal, what do you got? Howdy, Hal. Uh, so my three guys I'd like to lay out. You mentioned one in the pre. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau is my number one. Uh, I don't really hate the guy. I have nothing against him. I wrote this at the very end of my uh, Korea blog. But he did win the Lady Bang, which is kind of fucking stupid. And the fact that that award even gets put on blast and on the award show is a joke. Like, who cares? Who cares who had the most sportsmanship? Like, why are people clapping? Why is someone giving a speech for winning the Lady Goddamn Bang? It's pretty much, okay, here's here's the award. We're going to give this award to the hockey player who's not a hockey player. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. I So my list, I kind of thought of it, like, as when I was a player who I would enjoy hitting the most. I pick Johnny Gaudreau simply because he's so small and he's so fast. He's one of those guys that he's hard to hit, and he hasn't really been laid out yet in the league, I'm pretty sure. I don't have a recollection of him getting like laid no, out in center. But if you catch that little fuck going full speed center ice with his head down, he is fucking flying. Yeah. I mean, you can send that guy across the goddamn ice airborne. I, I think that would be so much fun. You wouldn't really feel that tough because it's Johnny Gaudreau, but it would be, it would be electrifying. I would feel tough, actually. I take that back. I, I would feel tough. I was going to say, man, I always feel tough. There's nothing better than looking in Walmart. I can't really hear you because you're moving your computer around. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yeah, so uh, Johnny Gaudreau is my first pick. My second pick was Andre Suster. Suster? I don't even know how the fuckers say his name. That big, tall fuck from Tampa Bay. I don't know why. I just hate that guy. He's six seven. He's a fucking beanpole. He doesn't hit for shit. It's like, dude, you're in the NHL. You're a defenseman. You're six seven. I get that you have a sick poke check. Why don't you use that frame a little bit? I uh, a comparable to somebody like him, maybe a Braden Coburn, because I would really want to lay out Braden Coburn. Yeah, but I, I just think Suster has that extra element of being so fucking tall and gangly. That my idea would be to do kind of like a uh, Marshan, a submarine, go low for the knees and watch him flip. That would be so much fun to watch. Watch that guy go head over heels because I don't even think if you submarined him, his, he's so tall that I don't even think he could do a full submarine. You'd like go just like, smash his face on the ice. <laughs> yeah. So I think that I 
I mean, I don't really want to hurt anybody in real life. Well, I might want to hurt a couple people in real life. But I, I just think you could really do some serious damage going low on that guy. Uh, my last pick, this might be controversial, the Yarmir Yager. Uh, I like Yarmir Yager. I don't have a problem with him. He's a, obviously a living legend. I got a rubbed the wrong way a little bit when the Bruins were in a really tight game this past year with the Panthers, and they stopped the game when Yager, like, recorded, like, his, like, 10,000 point or some bullshit like that. I was, like, pretty pissed off because it was in the third period. That has nothing to do with it. I just think, like, yes, he's, like, 50 years old. Yes, he's a skating legend. Yes, he's a future Hall of Famer, maybe a top 10 forward of all time. Some would probably argue top five. But he's in the NHL, like... I think it would be so much fun to take a run at him. If you laid him out, think about the reaction from the other team. You know there's going to be a line brawl. Yep. It's going to be so exciting. And, I mean, like, if you're going to play in the NHL, then you should expect to get hit. I don't I don't get why people think there should be certain passes for certain players. If you step on the ice, you should be fair game. And I don't care how old you are, I'm going to lay you out. No, I agree. And I also kind of want to get into this. I didn't tell you this before. There were votes for two different goalies. And uh, Ryan Miller and Carey Price, real original guys. Ryan Miller got laid out by Lucic. Carey Price got laid out by Kreider. And I, and I loved, I loved when somebody was like Carey Price, and immediately somebody was like, "Oh, you could just get Chris Kreider to do it for you." Everybody was thinking that man. You're not, you know. So let me ask you really quick: if you could lay out one goalie, who would it be? I have one goalie in my mind, and it's the quickest decision. I, I he probably should have been in my top three. All right, why don't you go first then? Uh, the guy who's prancing around for the Nobel Peace Prize, uh, Mark Andre Fleury. I would love to wreck him. <laughs> I would Why? love. I would love to wreck him in a, in a sense because everybody loves him so much that if you hit Mark Andre Fleury, like there nobody would there'd be no noise in the rink, other than a couple like crying like people like Oh my God, why did just hit Mark Andre Fleury? I would love to. I would love to fuck up Mark Andre Fleury. Um, I think. My my honest answer, I think, would be Roberto Luongo, just because like I don't like he's kind of, he's a funny dude and like I like him on Twitter and he seems like a normal guy, but he really pissed me off in that uh, Stanley Cup final when he was chirping Tim Thomas. So I, I always I always had this envision maybe like it's a he stops the puck behind the net after we dump it in and he like dumps it off to one of his defensemen. I just blindside him. That would be exciting. That's a good one. But but I, I and you're not gonna like this it's not really because i like henry Plunquist. i always support how great he is but the fucking pandemonium it would cause if someone laid henrik Lundqvist the fuck out. it already happened not, th- from team, not from the team but from the fans it already happened this year already happened what? this year it already happened cody eakin fucking killed him not yeah, not a guy on the ice did anything and then the next game i think he had to fight like Kreider, and Kreider took off his helmet and like punched cody eakin with his helmet it was actually pretty cool but it wasn't as, like, sick as you thought it would. Now, De- Derek Stepan's also not on the team now, so, like, I'm sure he was on the bench like, oh, hey, guys, let's not overreact and get a penalty. We got to play our game, guys. Fuck that guy. I'm sure there probably would be a little bit more. You were talking about hitting Longo behind the net. I would want it to be a 50-50 puck. Like, somebody iced the puck, Flurry went out to get it, and I was like, oh, no, I'm, I didn't mean to, and just leave my feet and just see you later. That would be my hit. That's fair. I, um... I always had this weird dream, too, and this is completely off topic, but one player that, like, used to throw the sickest stiff checks was Nick Cronwall. Mm-hmm. I, I always got this idea, and I don't know about Are you going to Cronwall Luongo, dude? No, I'm 
No. I, like, delayed, delayed penalty, you skate into the bench. <laughs> no, I had this dream when I was – I would be skating in, like, center ice along the boards. I'd see Cronwell coming from that, like, huge hip check that he would throw where he'd get really low, and I would jump midair, and then I'd come down on him with the fucking people's elbow. <laughs> I, I, I'm not against it. It, kind of, it sounds like a maneuver that uh, Jon Snow would use in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't get that reference, dude. Sorry, I just took the wind out of yourselves. But, uh, okay, yeah, so, again, we appreciate everybody chiming in and shit. Uh, I wrote a blog about it. Nobody read it. Thanks, guys. Uh, so, moving on. So, I also wrote a different... What? How many views? We don't talk about this on here, dude. <laughs> uh, moving on. Now, we're going to... I also... Because, again, it's dog days of summer, so I wrote another blog. It was... And I was like, listen, if you could pick three forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie, like a starting lineup of guys that you would just want to go out with to the bar and just get fucked up with and make memories with, like who would you pick? So I'll just do mine like really quick. Claude Giroux, because there's a picture of him online with like two casts on his hand while he's playing beer pong. I think Claude Giroux, no matter what, even if he's sick, he's going to come out. Uh, no, wait, let's, slow, let's slow down. Let's slow down a little. Uh, you know, really dissect these. But Also, really- another point to that. I'm sure Mike Richards and Jeff Carter taught Claude Giroux a bunch of shit when it comes to partying with Gina Lynn and like porn stars and shit like that. So I think Claude's learned a lot. And I again, I don't think he, even if he's on his deathbed, I think he'd still come out. All right. Well, if we're gonna debate if if uh, Richards and Carter are teaching him stuff, don't you think that Giroux could possibly bang a girlfriend? I uh, I mean he could, but like I said, we're going out to the bar with the boys. I'm not bringing my girlfriend if I'm going out with the fucking six NHL players. All right, I'm sorry, dude. I need to fucking take your win back. All right, keep going. Mm. Second one was Tyler Sagan. Uh, you probably know more about this than I do, but uh, the, pretty much the Bruins had to hire security to make sure he came to the rink every day because there were like three days in the playoffs where he just wore the same shit all three days consecutively. He likes to party. There was an article about how he got in trouble because he was throwing too many parties that lasted up until 6 a.m. So I picked Tyler Sagan because the girls are going to come because Tyler Sagan's there. He's rich as fuck. And, I mean, he lives in, like, McDonald's old house. That's kind of cool. I I don't know. I just – I think Tyler Sagan would be pretty fun to go out with. Yeah, I do too. I think – I mean, when they won the Stanley Cup in 2011, he was 18 years old. He was at every bar in Boston with his shirt off, getting pretty much any girl he wants. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that was a pretty legendary performance. People people like to talk about Gronkowski being the super partier after uh, after they won the Super Bowl, but Gronkowski was doing it in like, private clubs and stuff, where Sagan was just 18 years old and blacked out at every bar possible. So I, I honestly think Tyler Sagan is the most underrated party athlete in uh, Boston history. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my third pick for as another forward, I picked Phil Kessel. I picked Phil Kessel because if you're going out with the boys, you can't be the grossest looking person out there. So Phil's easily going to take the cake on that one. That and he likes to eat hot dogs and you eat a good meal before you go out. And I'd rather not like go out to like a fancy place that like Sagan or Drew would want to go to. I'd rather go to Stewart's and get a couple deli dogs, or go to like Hot Dog Chucks and get a couple you know hot dogs. And and I wouldn't be judged because Phil Kessel would probably eat more hot dogs than I would. And also another. Another, like, quick thing is, like, as a pickup line, like, oh, hey, here's my friend Phil. He's won two Stanley Cops. Yeah, I mean, he's an awesome thing. He seems like an awesome dude. The other thing, too, can't forget the road to the Winter Classic when they're doing, like, the Cribs edition of him and Bozak's house. He's like, yeah, we have a couple shakers here. <laughs> um, 
to the bar, go back to Kessel's penthouse, have a couple shakers, play a couple games of pool with him and Bozak or whatever the fuck they do. Probably play some video games, I'm guessing. Eat some cookies. I feel like he's the type of guy that ends the night with like a dozen, uh, maybe like bagel bites and some cheddar beef or something like that. Oh yeah, bagel bites, like Hidden, Hidden Valley Ranch dressing. And like, I don't even know, probably... Cream soda. Cream soda, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. So that's my third forward. And then on defense, I looked at my forward group and I was like, well, fuck, if somebody, like, starts shit, like, we're probably going to be fucked. So I just, I picked the two defensemen with the most amount of penalty minutes. Uh, one was Mike Mark Borietsky. Um, guy's been a legend on my fantasy team the last couple of years. You can add him and drop him because nobody has any idea who he is and he just racks up pims. Uh, I also like having fun and sometimes, like, if you go out with people and they do too much of crazy shit, it's annoying, but I feel like he would do just enough crazy shit where it would be, you know, if I talk bad to somebody, he'd jump in there for me. Uh, more or less, I just picked him because he's like a nail gun and he just takes a bunch of penalties. Fair enough. Uh, my other defenseman was Dustin Bufflin. A lot of penalties. Got DUI in a boat a couple years ago, and he got out of it. He only had to do a couple hours of community service and shit like that. So uh, Bufflin's there for... Big hits, having a good time. He's clearly not going to be driving us anywhere, but if we do get in trouble, like he he knows the people to get us off of off of that amount of trouble. I think that's a good pick. The other thing too with Buffalo is remember when he threw uh, Vander Kane's stuff in the shower? Yeah. Well, you're thinking. I mean, he's into hazing, so yep. new person comes in the group initiation right after that. You're looking at Buffalo for that leadership for sure, and nobody's going to say no to that guy. Yeah, big buff. Also yeah. adds another dynamic because so far I picked a bunch of white guys. Buff would be, you know, the black dude on the on the crew, and I think that adds a little bit of street cred. Diversity. You, you also have to think about how uh, you got Kessel with the hot dogs. Buffalo can definitely pound a couple cheeseburgers. Oh, you might have just yeah. picked the most overweight NHL players in the league. So yeah, and to be honest, like yeah, Drew and Sagan, like they're rich, they're skilled players and shit. But out of everybody that I've named so far, I'd probably want to hang out with Buffalo more than anybody on that list. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like you'd be down for. Yeah, um, and then lastly, my goalie. It was kind of hard to pick goalies. You have a way better goalie than I picked. Although mine's not bad. I picked Carey Price because there's like so many video or pictures of him online with like a cowboy hat on and like five different cigarettes lit in his mouth. Uh, he just got married, signed a huge deal, so I'm sure he hasn't really gone out that often. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking, hey, you can't really fucking cage up an animal. So if he was allowed to come out on the town, he just signed a, like a hundred million dollar contract. Maybe not that much, but it's a huge contract. Uh, I, I dip, so if I don't if I run out of dip, I know he's gonna have a dart. Um, that's kind of where I where I was picking Carey Price. That's a good pick, dude. I, I would have no issues with that. He's in the bowling alley scene too. I mean, Carey Price, even though he's the Canadians' goalie, now he makes like ten million a year. Has that like good old Canadian boy vibe to him, where where I feel like. Uh, he might not be a huge bar guy, but before you go out, if you give him like a thirty rack, he'll try to pound at least like sixteen. Oh yeah, for sure. But that's a great. That's a good roster. You got you got a good mix of like the prima donna, and you have the dirty guys. It's a pretty good group. It's a good roster if you like. You think about the reasons why you pick them. It's not that great of a roster if you just look at the names. Yeah, that's fair. You'd you'd really have to think about why you pick those guys each individually. Yeah. All right, so I'll go into my uh, my booze bag lineup. Uh, I'll go in reverse of what you did. I'll start right down in the pipes. I picked Robin Leonard, goalie for the Sabers. Uh, he's got a neck tag too, which means wild card right off the bat. We always talk about that. I forget who USA's goalie was in the was it Parsons. He had a neck tattoo. Too. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't fuck with goalies with neck tattoos. Uh, the Rangers, small. the Rangers drafted a Russian a couple of years ago that had a neck tattoo. I'm a huge neck to neck tattoo guy. You can ask any of the boys. Maybe get one another morning skate on your neck, dude. That'd be sick. Uh, so yeah, I'm just thinking. Yeah, that incident where he uh, was staring down Bilesma on the bench after he got yanked. I know personally, if a guy at the bar had a neck tattoo and he was looking at me across the way and he was staring me down, I'd be like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so if things start getting hasty, uh, I'm probably just saying, hey, Leonard, stare that guy down really quick. You also made a great point. He's probably running the Ox Party, Swedish, Swedish House Mafia. We got yeah. some good people going from the neck tattoo guy. So, God bless. Um, my first defenseman I picked was Derek England. Uh, it's, this is kind of like the Mark Orletsky, uh edition. Defenseman, fights, tough, kind of just a crazy son of a bitch. He's fought everybody. He's got a sick beard. I feel like if you have him by your side at the bar, too, no one's fucking with you. Uh, he lives in Vegas. He played in the ECHL in Vegas like 10 years ago, and he's like, I'm going to like build a house here and start my family here. I think I don't mind people who love going to Vegas, but I think if you want to start a family and live in Vegas, you're a fucking psychopath. You must love to party. So, to me, Derek Englund's got to be the life of the party, and I'm thinking we do a quick trip out to Vegas. Who knows what happens on the strip? What do you think about Englund? I like Englund. I like that he signed in Vegas. I like the fact that... Loyal. Yeah, man, but didn't he like playing the East Coast? I think it was the East Coast League, and he just like fell in love there. Was it East Coast or the AHL? East. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. He found his roots, and he wasn't going to leave it, so I respect that. I, I, Derek Englund's tough, man. I like Derek Englund. I feel like he would be a lot easier to talk to than Mark Borwetsky or Borwitsky or whatever. So, one more teeth for sure. Yeah. Uh, my other defenseman's Johnny Boychuk, Johnny Rocket. Johnny Rocket. To start, I mean, he's got those baby blue eyes. He's gonna get a couple girls over there. I felt kind of weird saying that out loud. That's how I feel. 2017, so I can say that. Uh, the real reason I picked Johnny Boychuk though was. When the Bruins had that huge party after the Stanley Cup, and I forget how big the bill was that they racked up, it was like, it was a crazy amount of money. It was like in the hundreds of thousands. And uh, a lot of people drinking expensive champagne, wine, all that shit, mixed drinks. And Donnie Boychuk was the one guy that was pounding Bud Lights all night. Um, there was like there was like 20 Bud Lights on the bill, and they were all accredited to Johnny Boychuk. So that shows me he was just trying to, you know, it's smart. I, I personally am an IPA guy, but if I'm going out at the bars, I know I'm buying like the $3 Bud Lights all day. Big time. Question it. The bartender looks at you. They're like, what do you want? You don't have to ask for some crazy drink. You're like, I want a Bud Light in a bottle. I don't give a fuck. Draft, whatever's working. They give it to you. Give them a $5 bill. You don't need the change. You're fucking gone. Exactly. You're in and out. They're the easiest thing to get in a crowded bar. And that shows me the Bonnie, Johnny Bonnie Joy Chuck. I was just about to fucking say. Has one thing on his mind, and that's just pounding beers. And I res- I respect the hell out of that. That's so true, man. Like, I hate when you go to buy something, buy a drink, and like you don't know how much it's gonna be, so you just kind of like stand there like a fucking asshole. You buy Bud Light, all you need is a five dollar bill. It's the <laughs> simplest fucking transaction ever. Here's the five, and then you get your beer and you turn around. You don't have to fucking say anything else to the bartenders. I'm sure the bartenders probably respect that too. It's an easy. It's like an easy dollar fifty for them to make every time. Like, yeah. I usually like. I like to tip well. Like on a Bud Light, all you're doing is fucking taking the cap off and giving it to me. Like a dollar fifty, that's well worth it for that fucking. Market. See, here's the thing, man. I used to love to tip well, and now that now that like 
I don't have money, it makes me realize, like, why am I tipping somebody to, like, do their job? So now, I, I mean, I still tip, but I don't tip nearly as well as I used to. I tip, I tip well, but I think over the years I've become more uh, more critical of my servers. Oh, big time. Big time, man. Like, oh, hey, why am I going to give you $5 for doing your job? I'm never going to see you again. You're clearly not going to be any one of my best friends. Like, who the fuck are you? This is We're going a little off track, but i got to get this off my chest because I've been waiting to tell somebody this. Yesterday, I, I took the roommate out to brunch. Nice place, nice tourist town right on the ocean. Big brunch, a, guys. Yeah, found a couple of mimosas. I had a couple, couple cups of coffee, too. These, like, very rich girls sat down next to us, beautiful. They were talking about how they're flying home tomorrow. Like, you could tell they had a lot of money. And I could tell that our waitress could tell they had a lot of money. And they, she refilled their coffees twice before she refilled mine. Yeah. It's like, I get it. I get that they're rich, and I'm sitting here. I wasn't wearing sweatpants, but I was looking like a fucking slob. I get that, that I just rolled out of bed. I got fucking crusties in my eyes. I fucking blown, like, six tissues worth of boogers, and they're sitting on the table. Your breath just smells like Cooler Ranch Doritos and Grizzly Green. <laughs> I, was, I was ready to fucking tip. Yeah. But if you sit there, and you're just going to give it to the rich girls, it's like, get out of my face. So. No, I, res- I respect that, dude. I hate when that shit happens, man. Yeah, which is another battle at the bar is having the girls always. I mean, as a guy, you really got to fucking battle through to get that order. And that's yeah. my blood lines are great. Uh, all right, left wing. Left wing. I'm, I kind of was going for more of a, if you can't tell from my list so far, dive bar mentality. So far, left wing is going to be Milan Lucic. He's tough. He can fight. So we got that protection thing again. But my favorite story of Lucius that came out was he, when he was in Boston is when he was really drunk one night and he was, God, there's a noise complaint on his apartment and Boston PD came and they are asking him all these questions and his response was, uh, do you know who the fuck I am? <laughs> he took his cell phone and he fucking smashed it against the wall. Uh, as much as they're kind of a pain in the ass, I think every group of friends has one of these guys that just fucking takes it to the limit. Oh, yeah. Uh just seeing Lucic interact maybe with a tough guy bouncer and throwing one of these hissy fits would be great because although it is a hissy fit, you know he can back it up. So he'd be stirring the pot all night, and I fucking love that. For sure. I completely agree with that. Lucic is one bad motherfucker. Yeah, so on my other right wing, uh, I sometimes sometimes a little animosity in the boys is good. Uh, when one of the boys is pissed off at the other and you're at the bar, you're like, man, this might be awesome. Like, you're kind of egging them on, hoping they're going to fight. So pretty so much like, whenever me and Ke- when Ked and DJ Zumi hang out? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like when you and DJ Zumi are fucking crying at each other. Um, so my pick for right wing was uh, Dale Weiss. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Weiss, I bet you what would happen is they would get along. they say, let the past be past. Then 20 years later, they're in the back of the parking lot throwing down. <laughs> Be fucking electric. Top it off, Dale Weiss's dad is like a huge nail gun. Do you remember him? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm inviting Dale Weiss's dad, too, as a plus one. That guy can fuck. Uh, I, I don't know. I, for some reason, I just love this fucking, the drama. I've watched too much Jersey Shore, so I need that shit in my lineup. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, last pick, there's a lot of, to- there's been a ton of that. Can I take a guess, dude? Yeah. It's a center, right? Yeah. David DeHarnay. Pick. There's been a lot of Nashville talk. Um, if you pick Ribeiro, I'm hanging up. I'm not picking Ribeiro. I'm picking Mike Fisher. Okay. So 
he's a, he's a goody two shoes. Uh, he's like Catholic boy. He's always tweeting out all these things. Um, so if you look at it from that perspective, you're like, well, that pick fucking sucks. He's a wet noodle. But I, the more I thought about it, I thought about one, we're going, we're going to go to Nashville with the boys. I've got a great group for Nashville. Uh, two, we got a DD right off the bat and Mike Fisher. I'm assuming yep. he doesn't drink. If he does, he maybe has one like gin and tonic and calls it quits and he's drinking seltzers all night. He probably, probably what Mike Fisher does is he pretends he's drinking gin and tonics, but it's just like a seltzer. Yeah, respect. Um, we're in Nashville, and he's got the Carrie Underwood hookup, so we're getting into any bar we want. It's probably tons of smokes around. I can't imagine what Carrie Underwood's friends look like. Probably getting that little celebrity, you know, rubbing elbows with famous people. So for that reason, Mike Fisher's my center. I respect that, man. I'm, I now. He doesn't play hockey anymore. I wish he did. I would have loved to fucking put Jeremy Roenick in there because I feel like Jeremy Roenick would be not even hockey player. Like, of all time people, if I had three people to, like, get dinner with and then go get fucked up with, I think Jeremy Roenick's in my top three. Yeah, and going back to, like, how I was talking about Luchi, if I could, like, pick a room to get locked in with two people. Hey, you got to check your computer because I can't really hear you that well. If I have, like... Nope. Nope. I don't know what to tell I you. I think you're the way you're holding your computer. This is exciting. How about now? Yeah, perfect. What the fuck? All right. So the two people I'd like to get locked in the room with with a 30 rack and like a bottle of Fleshman's would be Jeremy Roenick and Mike Nobert. I think that would be <laughs> Maybe you just like put on their best of YouTube highlights and just let the boys debate. Or, or or be like, hey, J- hey, Jeremy, guess what Mike Milbury just said about you? And then go over to Milbury and be like, you're not going to believe what JR just said. <laughs> I, I just feel like if you got a couple of drinks in them, the chirps there would be unbelievable. And I, fuck, who's the guy, who's the guy that works with them? He's like, uh, Liam, Mc, the, Liam McHugh. Yeah, did you ever hear, I don't, I know we're not supposed to like, uh. He blocked us on Spike Joey, but yeah. I know we're not supposed to talk about other podcasts, but I was listening to Spin Chicklets a while ago. And he was talking about how on that set, some guys are like drinking and stuff. Yeah. Like, and you, I just can't imagine. Like, I want to be a fly on that wall so bad with them pregame drinking, maybe with like 20 TVs of all the games up and just talking shit to each other about what's going on. Yeah, no, for sure. And what I was kind of thinking for a designated driver, we have a kid on our Navy Molson team who has like, I think type 2 diabetes, so he can't really drink that hard. So I was thinking as a designated driver, maybe Max Domi. One, because he's kind of tough. Two, he can't drink. And I'm sure the stories about his dad would be fucking unreal. You could probably get Ty in there too, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that was kind of my thoughts. So I'm, I, We both have pretty good lineups. I think I think you're, like, if, if it was like, oh, hey, see those fucking guys over there? And you, you guys were like, see those fucking guys over there? I feel like we, I don't know, dude, Bufflin's kind of a game changer. But you guys are pretty tough. Dale Weiss isn't that tough, though. So, like, you have Lucic, Anglin. Boy, Chuck can throw, and I think what it comes down to is your goalie has a neck tattoo. So, <laughs> yeah, dude. our street cred is—I really think our street cred's fucking through the roof. Y- your your goalie is like any like bad boy, like you, ever, you remember like the movies where like there's like a there's one like very bad villain, but the villain has like that one guy underneath him that just like does all the shit for him, and he like barely talks and stuff. Yeah, like that's Robin Leonard. Yeah, dude, and like. The other, the other, like, three weeks ago, I was at a bar in the town I live in. I sat down at the bar, and there was a guy next to me. He had, like, a, he had, like, a spider web tattooed on his face. And I just looked at the people I was with. I was like, let's get out of here. <laughs> like, I don't want to be here anymore. Not many people are fucking trying to get all up in our girls robbing my there. No, I agree. I think those are both pretty good fucking lists. 
Uh, okay, so moving on. Uh, one thing that we're going to start doing is we're going to start doing more polls. We tried doing that a while ago, and then I forget what happened. Honestly, we probably just got too lazy. But uh, the more polls we do, the more interactive you guys are in with what the fuck we're doing. So the one poll I asked the other day was, if you could start a, a team for this next season, what player would you pick first? And it, I did Crosby, McDavid, Matthews, and uh, Carey Price. And the results came back. McDavid won, Matthews 2, Crosby 3, Carey Price 4. I said I'd pick Sidney Crosby one, just because if it's for it's not looking long term, it's looking for one year. Um, yeah. Sidney Crosby's won every single fucking award you could possibly think of, and I think when you go into battle with somebody who's already seen there, been there, done that, and came out on top every single time he goes to do it, I think it's very hard to pick against him. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Well, I don't agree. That wouldn't be my pick. I completely agree with your reasoning. I would pick McDavid. Just because, and it is a one-year thing, but I just think, and this is fucking weird, this is always my thing, statistically speaking, it's like so unlikely that the Penguins are going to win another Stanley Cup or Crosby's going to win another Stanley Cup this year. Like, I always think about it, my least favorite signings are when guys go to a team like right after a dynasty happened. Like, when you sign with a team that just won a couple of cups, like, what are the chances that they're going to keep winning cups? Does that make sense to you? Like, again, like going to the Kings? Yeah, like, it was too late. Like, what are you doing? Like, you missed that boat. Like, all those guys already had their fucking glory days, and now you're jumping on the bandwagon too late. Like, Yeah. I don't want to jump on the Crosby bandwagon too late. I think McDavid's going to be 20 next year. He won all those awards this year. He's an unbelievable player. Yeah, I just think it would be hard to go against him because the one thing that he doesn't have that Crosby does is a history of injuries. I mean, he did get injured in that fight in juniors, but – Crosby could get injured at any time, and if your lineup other than him isn't that great, that kind of sucks. The one guy that wasn't on your list that I kind of thought about was uh, Eric Carlson. I mean, he was maybe the second or third best, maybe the best player in the playoffs this year. I mean, he was fucking electric. And he was the best player in the playoffs this year. By if, if the Senators didn't have Eric Carlson, they would have gotten swept in the first round. Yeah, and I mean, and he was fucking injured too. He had a bum foot, so... Looking at it from that perspective, I mean, you always kind of want to build up the middle and through the back end. They used to always say every team that won a Stanley Cup had a superstar defense, and that obviously ended this year. But for the most part, that is true, and I honestly think you can't go wrong building an organization around Carlson because he's so goddamn electric. I mean, the guy puts up as many points as most of the superstar forwards at D, and he does it consistently. And he's finally penalty killing and doing the right things in the defensive zone. That's why I used to always hate about him. I was pissed the first time he won the Norris, but I can totally see it now. So would you build around Carlson? Do you think, I think Carlson's a better pick than Matthews and Price. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe not Price, but I think Eric, Eric Carlson, I think is by, I don't even really think it's even close anymore. They just best defenseman in the league. Like you have Brent Burns, you can put up points for sure. Drew Doughty, I mean, he's a great defenseman, but putting up points-wise doesn't even touch what Brent Burns or Eric Carlson do. Uh, Duncan Keith's old. Trying to think who else you have. I mean, Roman Yossi's pretty good, but I don't think he's at Carlson's level. I mean, I think Carlson. I think he's a better pick than Matthews. I can't believe Matthews got so many picks. But yeah, uh, I'm going to give you a confession. I clicked Matthews by accident on my first. Okay, <laughs> no, no worries. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. No, no worries. Uh, um, I can't believe no, more I, people didn't pick Crosby, and I can't believe more people didn't pick Carey Price because the Canadians would be the worst team in the league every single year that Carey Price has been in the league if Carey Price wasn't on their team. No, I agree. I think what 
part of the reason I'm not picking Carey Price is now because of his contract, just because I think it's so hard to build a team with a goalie with a $10 million contract. And I kind of took those into consideration, too. Yeah. That's fucking tough. Yeah, no, it is, especially because, I mean, it wouldn't have been as tough if he signed that contract, like, f- when he was a rookie. Does that make yeah. sense? Because yeah. that contract's going to fucking kill Montreal at the end of his career. I just don't see him being anywhere. Like, I think he's worth the money right now, the way he's playing right now, but 10 years from now, he's not going to be playing the exact same. No, I agree. Um, trying to think. Is there anybody? Oh, no, that's pretty much it. I don't know what the fuck I was about to all about. But, I mean, maybe Jonathan Taves? Yeah, I mean, I like Johnny Taves, but, like, I don't know. Like, Jonathan Taves... <sighs> There's nothing that, like, sick about him. He's obviously an unbelievable leader, and he's won so many Stanley Cups. Him and Ryan Getzlav remind me, remind me of each other. What? Him and Ryan Getzlav remind me of each other in terms of, like, leading their teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. For some reason, Jonathan Tate is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's an unbelievable player. He's one of the best of his generation. But I will never put him in the same category as McDavid, Crosby, or even... Even Carey Price, he's Carey Price is such a dominant boy. He's yeah. just like a tier below to me. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I would understand why somebody would pick him. I always, what I wish would happen, and it's not going to happen because his contract is fucking crazy too, is I wish he would have uh, signed with Winnipeg because he's a Winnipeg kid. That would have been sick to see him go home and he could probably turn that franchise into a Taves? Yeah, he's from Winnipeg. I didn't know that. Yeah. No shit. All right. Uh, and we were just kind of talking, you said statistically, so... We'll kind of go off on that. We read, well, you informed me of this article that I retweeted. I didn't really read the article. I just read what the person who, like, quoted it said, and it was about analytics. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, I mean, we don't really have to talk about it that much. We just go really quick. It, it's funny because I you retweeted it, and you didn't even read it, and I was talking to you about it. I was like, did you see what George LaRock said? And you're like, what? And then I... you looked at the article, and I go, oh, it makes so much sense that George LaRock was saying that yeah. analytics don't don't factor in to uh, team success. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I do agree in a sense. Like, obviously, you're going to have good analytics if you're a sick player. But the point that he made, and, like, this point needs to be made more and more as you keep shifting to analytics, it's like, he was right. You can't take into account what Lucic and Maroon and Cassian did for the Oilers this year. Like, having those three guys on your left wing... They might not have the best possession numbers, but they fuck people up and they scare the other team. And like, and like the Bruins this year when we went in there, we tried to play rough. We ended up getting like six fights and we got our asses kicked. Oh yeah, I remember that. You can't, you can't underestimate how valuable those players are, especially in today's NHL. If you can get a power forward that can hit and put up like forty points, that guy is so fucking valuable in this NHL today because they are the goons now. Yeah. Like. Guys that were just the power forwards are not the goons. So, I mean, I agree with everything you said. Just keep stuff in the analytic nerds and lockers for all you can. I think, uh, you know, this is the first time I'm ever going to say this. I think both sides are kind of correct with what they say. I think that there are certain analytics that you totally need to look into. And I think there are certain degrees of toughness that analytics don't really, like, show. The thing that pisses me off is, like, the ones that, like, don't realize that both sides are correct. And and that's for both sides. You have you have guys that like fucking say that Tanner Glass is one of like the best forwards and he like should be in the lineup, which I mean maybe he should be in the lineup because the Rangers are soft, but he shouldn't be in the lineup in a sense that he's gonna fucking do anything offensively for you. 
But then you have guys that are like Tanner Glass is the worst hockey player in the world and all this shit, and that's just not right. Like Tanner Glass is nails. And those motherfuckers have never played hockey before because I've been on teams where I if there's a tough guy on our team, I play completely different than if he's not there. I mean, even with Beer League right now, like we have an enforcer, Cowboy. If Cowboy's there, I, I am one of the biggest dickheads ever to play against because I'm going to slash everybody because I know in the back of my mind if anybody even thinks about touching me that Cowboy's there. But when Cowboy isn't there, I am I mean, I'm still kind of an asshole, but I certainly dial it back quite a bit. Yeah. No, it is. It's... You're right. You have to take both into account. I think, I think the statistic people always come off worse just because they push it so fucking hard that enforcers need to go. It's like, relax. They don't need to go. And then I, I think enforcers are just on the fucking defensive. But you're right. It's the fucking best of both worlds. Right? Yeah. But um, so that's that's pretty much what we got for the podcast today. Me, Hal, uh, Biz, Biz Dev Dale, and DJ Zumi are uh, heading up to Vermont up here and couple days playing the hockey fights ms tournament if you guys want to donate the links in our profile all the money goes to uh finding cure for ms five bucks that's all i mean it's five dollars uh got a canopy biz dev dale's dad made a banner for us for bringing an rv we're gonna set up shop there we may get a keg we haven't decided yet we're gonna have a we're gonna have a huge party in the parking lot so if anybody's around burlington vermont next weekend hit us up because we're gonna be fucking getting after it maybe an inflatable pool we haven't decided yet here's a good question when when did uh dale become uh biz dev dale Uh, i don't know i think it's self self self-proclaimed but i'm okay with it what is he doing to develop our business no idea i think i think he's getting his dad to to get us a banner for free no not much all right well no he i mean he helped he's helped out he uh I mean, we're trying to look into for like advertising and stuff like that. So he's kind of helping out with shit like that. He's he's more of a uh, he's a big picture guy, whereas you know what I mean, like where we're just kind of doing blogs and like podcasts and stuff. So fair enough. Yeah, quick shout out to Biz Dev Dale Clout Company. <laughs> um, do you have anything else, Hal? Or no, uh, the only thing I'd say you said your daddy earlier just reminded me that a couple weeks ago. Bob McKenzie was on TV and said Charlie McAvoy is going to be the true daddy of the East. So we're doing boners in Boston right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, two more things. One, we recently discovered Michael Delzato's phone number. You want to try to give him a call right now? Yeah, give him a call. Right, let's see if he picks up. <sighs> yeah, through all of our uh, wonderful leads... We have a lot of NHL fucking hockey players' phone numbers, man. I feel like we think about it. And they're all, like, pretty decent. Second NHL on the show. First, you weren't in the uh, group chat, but the first NHLer that was on the show, I got videos of him last night getting fucked up at the bar saying Navy Molson for life, so that's always a good look. Okay, one second. Now I just got to call this number. Yo, this week on funny. This is What's your first question? Lisa Ann. Yeah, definitely. Definitely Lisa Ann. Hey. All right, let's put it on. Let's put it on speakerphone. Your call has been forwarded uh, to an automated voice messaging system. Should we leave a message? Nine one seven eight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> may may have to may have to block that out. <laughs> those 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 those. those, those <laughs> Dude, his his phone's off. How long did it take you to realize that you were just airing out Michael Delzato's phone? When you when I saw the look on your face. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and then, so we had that. And then what was the other one? Um, thanks for coming on the show, Michael Belzano. Yeah, thanks. We really appreciate it. What was the other one that we did that? Oh, probably just a Harper thing, but okay. Yeah. So again, if you guys are in Burlington, make sure you stop by next week. We're going to try to figure out some shit to talk about. We're going to try to do a couple blocks this week on random shit. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. How anything else? Oh, uh, enjoy the rest of summer. Feels like it's going by fast. So I know you're ready for fall, but I don't want this shit done. Oh, another thing. If you guys are around Saratoga at all this summer, Saratoga, New York, track season, let us know. We'll fucking, we'll hang out. We'll gamble on some ponies. But, um, uh-huh. all right. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Holy shit. Slow down. Grab the wall, wiggle like you're trying to make your ass fall off. Hella thick, I wanna smash them all now. Speed up, gas pedal, gas pedal, gas pedal, gas pedal, gas pedal. And you already know me, S-A-G-E, gas pedal, gas pedal. Black money, let them all say amen. I'm just trying to make it clear, boy, Ray Bans. I'm a great man, whoa, same friend. I play a whole late night, DJ A-man. Room full of boppers, tell them give me temper. Beat it, beat it up, now I want hit the covers. I'm S-A-G-E, who would like to know? B-5-4-5, large me in your throat. <laughs> Westside, baby, do what you do. And you got tell, what that shit do? It's pretty nigga mob, just the way that I grow. I be stepping up in the club, they make it drop to my show. Her new Mac is I spoon. But I don't give a fork, everywhere a nigga out if he actin' a poor sport Use that door, grab a girl and get a yank, gang Got a booty like coops, I'm tryna make it, wow Slow down, grab the wall, wiggle like you tryna make your ass fall off Hella thick, I wanna smash them all now Speed up, gas pedal, gas pedal, gas pedal, gas pedal, gas pedal now Speed up, gas pedal, gas pedal, gas pedal she a trick for a dollar bill and a boyfriend, a bitch calling Tyler Perry. Uh, I'm in the black bat looking scary on my way to the cake.